college national player of the year or not. Duke grad Danny Barry being drafted before Sean Kemp, Glenn Rice, and Tim Hardaway is some racist ass bullshit. He was balding in college for Christ's sake like a senior accountant for Arthur Anderson after they became the top auditor shredders for Enron. I also recall Danny Ferry's vertical jump being whiter than white man's disease. And his last name is fucking Ferry. So what else did you expect? Flat-footed, twinkle toes to achieve in the high-flying NBA post-Jordan rules. Plus, I bet Danny Ferry's signing bonus with Cleveland was more than Scottie Pippen made that year when Scottie was still being paid less than B.J. Armstrong's nanny before MJ was intent on choking out Steve Kerr's white privilege for daring to launch an open jumper in practice without a permission note from Michael, despite boasting a higher shooting percentages from way downtown in actual regular season games than His Highness ever could. Even Michael wouldn't take that bet. Can I get a holla? Four comedy record, 118. Perfect swishes. Ha! Steve Kerr lives. Thank you! Very much! But seriously, what cracker ass GM for the Cleveland Cavaliers thought it was a good look drafting Danny Ferry over Sean Kemp? Granted, Sean Kemp was out of high school, but his rippling, raw athleticism and ultra-funk-filled finishes high above the rim made Clyde Drexler pull out what remaining hair he had. Overnight, he went from Clyde the Glide to Faye Dunaway, Modulin, Nuts in, Body and Clyde. Fine, the Cavs had Mark Price already, who looked like... Michael J. Fox and Emilio Estevez had a cross-pollinated baby made in the High Hopping Institute in Malibu, California. So they didn't need Tim Hardaway, who never won a ring in the NBA anyway, despite inspiring Allen Iverson to break more ankles with then Megan McCain on a booze cruise after going on a carb-free Diet, but you don't draft Danny Ferry over Glenn Rice ever. He won a national championship in Michigan and was their all time leading scorer. Plus, his follow through was smoother than Warren Beatty during his casting couch session with Madonna on the set of Dick Tracy. Hop on my dick, material girl, and fuck your demands. I'm only paying you scale. But Jalen Rose thought Christian Leitner was an overrated pretty boy. Well, some might accuse your boy, Chris Webber, of the same thing. How many national championships did you win? Stocking socks. What's the difference between Jalen Rose and Steven Jackson? 
Jalen Rose is smart enough to admit he isn't educating himself on Hitler into his mid-40s after graduating Michigan University. Perfect swishes. Nothing but the bottom of the net. Marv Albert lives. Perfect swishes. Come to record 118. Thank you! Very much! So far, my claim to fame was an appearance on the dating show Blind Date. But in the end, all I got out of it was a free meal and herpes. Our first planned date activity that my date approved of was me watching her Buffalo Bush get waxed. My luck, she was a 5.9 by busted Buffalo Bush standards. And she obviously had grown out her Buffalo Bush for the occasion because her Buffalo Bush looked like a stack of Brillo pads on top of a busted slinky. Later, back at her apartment when our date is about to wrap, she asked, do you want to kiss? And I say, are you afraid I'll scratch up my blemish-free face by going down on your buffalo-skinned pussy? Besides... I've already seen your buffalo bush, so you want to kiss? Sure, why not? I mean, at this point, what difference does it make? Hillary, how many times can I go lives? Ha! Perfect swishes. Thank you! Very much. Years later, I got my TV writing break with VH1 Classic. After I got hired to write all the TV host intros for America's Hard 100, which ranked the greatest hard rock videos of all time that was hosted by WWE star Chris Jericho because he's the only wrestler after 20 years in the biz that's still rock hard. Chris Jericho wouldn't agree to repeat that steroid shrinkage joke after uttering a prior. You'd think he was just visited by the ghost of Vince McMahon who said, repeat that shrinkage steroid joke, Chris, and I'll have the ghost of George Animal Steel tear off what's remaining of your pebble nut Skins like it was the last bottom turnbuckle standing. Halfway into the shoot, Chris Jericho tells me that his father was a professional hockey player in Canada. I said, so that's why you're Chris Jericho and I'm an Ockney Potts writer who couldn't talk a basketball if my life depended on it, year without beer or not. Ha! 124 days in. But like the great Rebbe Mendel Schneerson said, thank God. And it will be good. And I will achieve. Do it all that knocking out glory. Ha! Just got to do more box jumps. Thank you! Very much! After the shoot was over, I made my producer boss from New Jersey a Bruce Springsteen mixtape as a token of my appreciation. Although when I gave him the gift, I made sure he didn't take it the wrong way. When I said, this doesn't mean I have a crush on you, boss. I just bought a book at an antique store called When Families Made Memories Together. I'm being run up and say to the antique store owner, they might as well rename this book Another Reason Your Generation Sucks Too. And the antique store owner laughed long time. Perfect swishes. United, we laugh. I approve it. Every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Old school. Chicago lives. Ha! Boom shakalaka! Perfect swishes. Thank you!
much. Note to self, never admit the reason you blew out your voice was because of night screams to your mother. Then she'll pretend when she visits this summer to suck off your younger brother's essence, existence, where some one-on-one time is normal while trying to tell you the fact that she cared enough about you to be there for you. <laughs> when you only talked about blowing out your voice prior because it was a legitimate excuse to avoid calling her back on Sunday while out with your kids playing miniature golf that day. <laughs> Night screams is your subconscious screaming. You need to bang your brains out to sleep more often <laughs> because abstaining from online porn and using your alleged powers of imagination has a shorter shelf life than you think. <laughs> Night screams. Is your dick screaming? All this playing alone time is freaking out my long-term prospects for more toppable tomorrows to shoot for. Man, night screams. Is your heart screaming? Holding my breath every time you get your bank card decline is blowing up your mojo to the point of unnerving. And man, night screams. Is your brain wailing? Your central nervous system needs an oil change before it blows to pieces for mental exertion overdrive. Night screams is your soul bellowing, killing on your podcasts and blogs on comedy record 118 perfect swishes as an out there joke killer. Man is a limited life. And dicking around on the stay at home shemale slayer comedian front is coming to a deflated, dejected, and bro. But not as long as I keep on doing these records. Holla! Comedy record 119. Straight to crazy, coming right up. Ha! Perfect swishes. Thank you! Very much! I tell my wife that I'm going to watch Jay Leno perform at the Richfield Playhouse and try to befriend him later by giving him my collector's edition book, Resist This, my pre-election comedy special. Before I had to take it off Amazon because... I don't think the picture on the cover that includes a sea of pussy hat wearing audience members and a Microsoft hat on the mic stand that said resist this <laughs> was going to secure me an interview for a copywriting position in Obama Be Goods America anytime soon. So when I introduced myself to Jay after the show, I would say, Jay, America's more centrist than Twitter Nation leads us to believe. Here's my book, Resist This, a pre-election comedy special that makes fun of the resistance insanity but the big bad blonde wolf before Mr. Groper bequeathed $85 billion worth of military equipment to Afghanistan to get back at Halliburton for overcharging Uncle Sam for all those years. And this is an impression of Liz Cheney hitting on Megan Raponi backstage at the ESPYs. Let me go down on you, Megan. I'll suck you dry before your hair turns gray because unlike my father Dick, I aim to please. Perfect swishes. After my wife refuses to acknowledge my inspired concept to network with Jay Leno and finagle a book job to perform stand-up comedy in 2022. God forbid. Wife says the following day after some prodding. I didn't acknowledge your idea because it was really out there. I said, no, babe. Giving $40 billion to the Ukraine and thinking they won't use it for any other use but to arm more Azov Nazis with guns while doing more money laundering for the deep state is out there. Unlike the time Mr. Groper was a senator of Delaware who helped remove your ban from the country after you got caught shoplifting because hair plug sniffer 
could sniff out a payback opportunity when it presented itself. Can I get a holla for perfect swishes and for being grateful that my wife doesn't have the time to listen to these comedy records? Holla! Perfect swishes. Thank you! Very much! Took the kids to play miniature golf today. I say, give me the blue ball, because after being married for 10 years of marriage, I identify with the lone blue ball nut who expects my wife to provide orgasmic relief after constantly cutting off any surging level of stiffage over my prospects of blowing some money shots on my life to be aroused about. And that could be as simple as saying, hey, babe, so when I fly back from St. Louis... See, George Thogan, the story of the little college bud, celebrate the final editing completion of Waste the Height, really short stories. Ha! Seriously clouding. Ha! And co-sharing comedians. Ha! When you pick up for the airport in Philly, we take the kids to Hershey Park, which we've only been talking about for like 15 years, and then you could see Lady Gaga. Um, only for her to say, well, do you really think we can make it? We're going to have seven hours. There's almost an hour and a half flight. Well, I don't want to talk about logistics. I'm going to bed now. So, again... America, Ghana, Lahore, Pakistan. For the record, there's no such thing as a non-divisive conversational topic anymore. Try to defend your daughter's geniusry in front of your in front of her grandparents in their Arizona State home. They ain't fucking having it. Try to have a conversation about going to see Lady Gaga with your only daughter. For like 40 bucks on the lawn at Hershey Park. Like on roller coasters with your father no less. I'm willing to include because that way I can actually go on some of the roller coasters. Not just like babysit baby Samuel. So it's not like completely you know, out of my altruistic heart. But again, it includes Pops. And uh, I'm like making up for his cheap shortcomings. Because I'll like force him to spend a little money. When uh, he certainly wasn't going to take the fucking initiative. But then again, what's new? Ha! Perfect swishes. Which reminds me. After I got my... 22, not one, but 22 blogs published by the Goodman Project. This is my wife's reaction. It's not as if I had this, like, publishing streak prior um, online. And she goes, what are they paying you for it? And I said, less than what your parents give us. So nothing. Ha! Perfect swishes. Danny Ferry lives. During his Duke days. Ha! Katie King, I love you. Thank you! Very much. So the golf guide. I'm doing my blue ball, lone blue ball nut spiel with. Some fucking hick from Dutchess County says, well, I've been married for 32 years, so you must be doing something wrong. And I said, no, my wife just doesn't want me to be a successful comedian anymore, nor believes I can't become one because I was dumb enough to support Trump, be poof for free on my podcast for five years in a row in her eyes before the day democracy died. Perfect swishes. Glenn Rice lives. Yeah, and being against hanging up a Ukrainian flag outside her house, knowing it represents George Soros's Cobra Commander Terror Dome headquarters for money laundering of the deep state's dirty money used to recruit and groom school killers in our country to completely strip American citizens' ability to defend themselves against thug lives matters most at large doesn't help my overall attraction appeal in her eyes that much anymore either. 
perfect swishes. Oliver Stone lives. If he had a pretty jumper like yours truly, ha! Reggie Miller shines again. Thank you very much. If I have to read one more tweet blaming lax background shocks for another mass shooting, I'm going to go post on my smartphone and blow it up for good. Mass shootings like the ones that happen in Chicago every day don't occur because of Congress, the GOP, or the NRA. They happen because the media backs domestic terrorists like BLM and Antifa and the current installed White House administration that gets away murdering its federal employees or sense of remaining free will by mandating a clot shot in its members that kills and cripples despite Congress being exempt because they're such special celestial beams of light worth protecting. And Booger knows Behar in the view is the new chief happiness officer for Breitbart. Perfect swishes. Mark Price lives. Mass shootings happen when the FBI allows them to. Mass shootings happen because the FBI brass get their pensions regardless of them failing to hit the school shooting quota for the year. Not that they exist in the first place, but you get the gist. David Mamet lives. Perfect swishes. Mass shootings happen because there isn't armed security in place to root out the problem upon entry. Mass shootings happen when shooters don't expect any retaliation in return. Mass shootings happen when George Floyd is treated like the second coming of Jesus Christ. Superstar when the idea of resisting arrest becomes your God-given duty in Obama's Be Good America. Because the idea of a white cop trying to outrun a black criminal in Wisconsin who's cranked up on crystal meth is the true meaning of warped, not grounded in reality, white supremacy. Thinking, perfect swishes. Jimmy Fredette lives. Ha! Thank you very much! Mass shootings happen when the COVID bullshit nightmare has caused teen suicides to be at all-time high. Mass shootings happen when you illegally install a government in power against the will of the people and declare all who question the results domestic terrorist insurrectionists otherwise. The same power-hungry, self-serving sleaze who do anything it can to stay in power after the real shit hits the fan, like more exposés similar to 2,000 mules. Responsible for exposing hard data back widespread election fraud for starters. Mass shooting happens when our cops become useless eunuch pricks who spend more time harassing parents trying to do their jobs for them Teachers included. Mass shootings happen in Biden's America because Biden doesn't care about your kids unless he can grab a squeeze or whiff at close range without it going viral on Twitter. Mass shootings happen when Obama spread the lie, hands up, don't shoot. Mass shootings happen because we have a president who lied about visiting the Tree of Life synagogue because he's a soulless piece of shit that's fucking contagious. That being President Poopy Pants. Even the rabbi at the Tree of Life synagogue went on record saying, I never met Mr. Groper in my life. Do you take him as a guy who blows money on Rocky Roads to peace at Ben and Jerry's these days? You don't care about the kids. Editor at Smokehouse Quarterly, you spineless, bean-breath cook. Cook. Most parents don't care about their own kids unless they voted for Mr. Groper, called Trump a racist, despite being the best friend Israel never had. Defend abortion demands to the last trimester and stand up for the Ukraine that's just going to use whatever whitewash money for the deep state GFK got taken out for trying to take out. So Hunter, a.k.a. Sir Snowdalot, can get paid 52 grand a week to push Borscht as a new kombucha for new sports energy company again and again. Democrats don't care about kids or their kids wouldn't be a bunch of degenerate druggy fuck-ups dependent on their enabling baby boomer arrogance never dies backer relationship for life. 
Democrats don't care about kids, or else they wouldn't have forced them to wear masks like Michael Jackson's kids on holiday in Bahrain, or push experimental fake news vaccines on our kids that work less than Russell Westbrook running the triangle offense. The same experimental gene therapy pushing our kids that weaken their immune system more than entry into the Dallas Buyers Club. Democrats don't care about your kids, or else they wouldn't collectively shit in the entire notion of fair elections. When Fox calls Arizona for Mr. Grover before Hunter could hear last call from the bathroom stall with his old school Coke buddies from the Sons of Anarchy yelling, Where's Hunter? Who else is going to pay for this shit? Democrats don't care about your kids, or they wouldn't support open borders. Let every rapist, murderer, drug mule, or kid to be used for sex trafficking under the sun, in addition to all the fentanyl being pushed into our backyard that's killed more crackers in this country than Taylor Swift kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. Democrats don't care about kids because they like TikTok videos of a mother telling her daughter she could have killed her when she had the chance. Democrats, liberals, Twitter twats at large, anybody who identifies with the rape enablement party and what it's become, where self-defense ceases to exist, don't care about your kids unless they can exploit them for an agenda to advance their own bullshit political narrative that paints them as the good and just when in fact they're the most deranged, demonic, self-serving, psychotic, sociopathic, A-plus narcissist of them all. Perfect swishes. And it's because of these fucking lying, fake news, depolarizing, deliberately divisive, elitist, liberty-destroying, antagonism-enabling scumbags is why I'm getting a fucking book stand-up comedy job sometime this year. But today, I mow for Murray, a self-taught medic in the U.S. Army who was a Silver Star winner in World War II. My grandfather, who died before I was born, most likely from radiation in Japan after we dropped the big one. So I could point out the real-life Nazis in our midst without being thrown into a DC gulag for now. Last week, my mom says, I don't understand why you can't get a real job already. I said, I've been too busy condemning evil, mom, because baby boomer arrogance never dies. Well, mama's boys suck on the nip of approval from those who haven't been banned or silenced from social media for highly successful smack talk against the land of decrepit Democrat deterioration. Mowing for Murray. Ha! Perfect swishes. Thank you! Very much! The dishonorable front. Best way for Obama's half-brother to downplay his terrorist ties to the Muslim Brotherhood? Ditch the Islamic head cap for a MAGA hat during a Facebook live stream on the 4th of July while blasting the Kanye West portion of black Republicans in the background. Before wishing soccer mom nation a happy fourth, immune from low-income housing from radicalized Sunni refugees from Somalia, like Minnesota did for a congressional rep, babyface Omar, gonna work it out. Then Malik, no, I wasn't the swing-forward star from St. John's. Obama says, Kenyan lives don't matter unless you're Barack Obama. Christians decapitated by ISIS excluded. But you gotta give Barack props for rebranding ISIS ISIL. So they sound more startup friendly in the New York Times during March Madness. That's an Obama accomplishment for you, Tucker, that boasts thousands of likes under the Muslim Brotherhood fan page on LinkedIn. And if my half-brother is such a baller at basketball, Tucker, then why did Barack ride the bench at an all-Asian private school in Hawaii? 
Plus, I'm 10 times funnier than Obama pretends to be, especially without the aid of his ho-hum writers. For example, this is my impersonation, Tucker, of merger talk between Dr. Dre and Eminem after LinkedIn paid, after Microsoft paid $40 billion for LinkedIn. Eminem says, I won! LinkedIn is lamer than ever, yo! Holla! Alex English lives. Perfect swishes. Nothing but net from way downtown. Holla! Joe Dumars lives. Thank you! Very much! The Livewire won. Keanu lives. Holla! Perfect swishes. The UN just passed a resolution to deny all Jewish ancestry connection to Temple Mount by calling it Haram Esh Sharif, which in Arabic means King Solomon didn't build shit, despite remnants of the Western Wall still standing, and there being archaeological evidence of lambskin condoms buried deep under the first temple used by King Solomon with the Queen of Sheba so he could last longer the next time she flashed her bushy legs under the influence of some primo Ethiopian weed, which was never confused with the dirt-sprayed kind from the Bronx that tastes like Windex. Perfect swishes. Chris Mullen lives. Queens represent. What would you consider more suicidal behavior? Accusing the founding father of Islam of cultural appropriation on the BBC for hijacking the Great Mosque of Mecca, despite Abraham and Ishmael building it prior, or becoming known as a Dome of Rock truther blogger comedian in real time with Bill Maher to take the heat up Salman Rushdie by comparing the UN's attempt to rebrand the Temple Mount as a Muslim-only holy site to Mr. Rogers' land of neighborhood make-believe. Dome of Rock truther blogger comedian reveals his last words in real time with Bill Maher. A two-state solution is impossible if Hamas keeps on fucking Bill. The Dome of Rock is also a three-minute walk from the Western Wall. So claiming ancestral connection to the original wrestling place that housed the first great Temple of Solomon is a stretch, Bill. Like Hillary claiming all of her destroyed emails and a subpoena were yoga-related, while the rest detailed funeral arrangements in the woods in case Chelsea's fiancé decided to increase her asking price at the last sec. I also don't recall Drago popping on my voting booth to command, Vote Trump or I'll break you. Russian collusion isn't why Hillary... Hammer time can't go lost to Trump. Hillary lost because she's an unhuggable cunt, Bill. The same Huma Licker breath who failed to sell 70 million branded racists and why baby boomer mom knows best. I'm still waiting for that bumper sticker, Bill. Baby boomer arrogance never dies. Maybe if the government gives money for Elon Musk, he'll start publishing those too. But Trump is ties to Russia? Duh. What mail order bride owner doesn't? Coming off before the Muslim Brotherhood does for you, Bill. Hook up another 50% heap. When you can, perfect swishes. Ha! Isaiah Thomas lives. Thank you very much! Bill Maher says, you're growing on me, Michael. Like Dexter in Showtime. Although, I don't see you getting renewed for seven more seasons, let alone seven more seconds. Suicidal comedian throws in some final last words. But Bill, I forgot to promote my new comedy record. Not kosher, baby. The original record cover concept was a picture of my five-year-old son licking Finn's butt from the new woke Star Wars series. My son does share my DNA, so he's bound to take a dip into the dark side eventually. My son licking Finn's butt was my son's idea originally. 
I don't want you to think I'm grooming future fluffers for the rebellion. Son even said, Finn being a black guy makes it funnier, Daddy. I said, I agree, Samuel. Licking the Asian girl's bud who plays the rebel mechanic wouldn't work because I don't see her being popular enough of a character to warrant a giant doll-sized action figure on her behalf either. Although, the last image we settled on for the record cover was my son blocking his face with a Playboy magazine with Farrah Fawcett on it while holding up a Playboy Playmate centerfold from a Suzanne Summers issue that I got myself for Hanukkah. Next to my son in the pick is his teddy bear who's sporting an orange foam roller between his legs. In the end, my son and I decided to use the teddy bear foam roller hard-on pick instead of the one catching my son in the middle of licking Finn's butt. Between pictures, my son knocks over the orange foam roller with the Playboy. Later, I make him laugh, and I said, Samuel, you knocked over his penis. But yeah, so we went with the orange foam roller boner pick, Bill, because we didn't want the butt-licking one to give the Podesta brothers any funny ideas. And don't act coy, Bill. Google Tony Podesta artwork. There's enough pedo insulation artwork on those fundraising walls to make Marilyn Manson blush. Perfect swishes. ha John Starks for a little bit. Thank you very much. At the same time, Bill, going with the record cover, my son licking Finn's butt for my 45th comedy record, not kosher, baby, would be innocuous compared to sicko states like California forcing kids to take the COVID vaccine shots to, to attend kindergarten like the grown-up Billy Madisons who are waste of life to begin with. The only long-term side effects that we know of for kids are a false sense of security or a fake news return to normalcy because... They work less than Hunter does on his blow painting since he gave up blow in tiny bars in Wilmington, Delaware on the night before Thanksgiving, only hearing last call from the bathroom stall. And China loves open borders, Joe, because Chinese-made fentanyl smuggled across our southern border has killed more crackers in this country than Taylor Swift kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. Pregnant moms getting the COVID vac stab are causing an increase in stillbirth babies, Bill. Vaccinated mothers are giving birth. The kids with cardiac problems out of the womb. Grown healthy dads at 42 have been reported to drop dead of heart attacks on the vaccination room floor seconds later. But I'm supposed to trust Dr. Noki, who suppressed effective early stage treatments like hydrochloroxine to treat an itchy esophagus for anyone under 70, who never condemned Cuomo for forcing elderly homes to house infected COVID patients after Trumpy poo shipped in hospital beds for needed spacing that got less touches than a Bible at Barry's favorite bathhouse colony in Provincetown. But my mom wants me to get stabbed with the vax before visiting her, my dad in Arizona. Mom tries to pre-close me on the phone and says, I don't ask much of you. And I'm thinking, experimenting with the most dangerous vaccine of all time, which a preponderance PhDs have resisted taking so you can steal my free mind and wear your soul away is a pretty bad it's a pretty big ask mom your side already stole an election and got away with it since the day democracy died all this drawn out COVID theater way past its expiration date where all the evolved ones pretend to care about the health of their neighbor the most diehard leftists want all Trump voters dead already is a surly unfunny comedy that's offering no comedic relief in sight Unless Mike Dicka becomes new president of the CDC and calls mass a worse prevent defense, then pissing off Walter Payton by calling him a pretty boy faggot and headbands. I know you don't have kids, Bill, but I wouldn't want my worst enemy to ever see their kids up, have to get masked up again on the bus looking like Michael Jackson's kids on holiday in Bahrain. But the masks work. Woke bloke, please. Mask work less and Mello running the triangle offense. And why hasn't Mello become the spokesperson for Tampox tampons yet? Name another NBA lifer responsible for stopping so much flowage. 
And my daddy, younger brother, for resisting to laugh at that joke, can go woke themselves. Long time! Ha! Perfect swishes. Michael Kornbluth. Nothing but net. Thank you very much! And doctors who refuse to treat unvaccinated patients aren't doctors anymore. They're one and B George Clooney's in stethoscopes who belong in straitjackets. For acting like COVID depresses your immune system more than back an entry into the Dallas Buyers Club. Last, I don't like interfaith families, Bill. Not that my wife gives me another choice in the matter. The only thing I hate more than kids being used as extras, like the kids in the Pink Floyd The Wall movie, to feed the media manipulated narrative behind vaccinated lives mattering the most, are fucking gnomes, Bill. Gnomes look like Santa's stoner slacker offspring in succession. Perfect swishes. Xavier McDaniel lives. I had to give up taking edibles before I thought my daughter was asleep already because I'd feel like a mongoloid moron trying to answer her super deep questions on this stuff. After I thought she's asleep already, she'd ask daddy. So if God created the universe, then who created God? Five million years later, I come up with God went back in time in a time machine made by Elon Musk. And my daughter says, do more edibles, daddy. But that was a really convincing explanation. Thanks for making me an atheist at four. The live wire, one, lives. Sinking more shots that were nothing but net. That being perfect swishes. Ha! Comedy record 118. Staying of shame. Coming up. Thank you! Very much. Signs you're gay. When you're a married man who feels competitive with Suzanne Summers at 46, <laughs> you buy a whole Playboy spread for Hanukkah to only pump for all the comedic gold it's worth. Someone on YouTube makes a comment about her looking like a haggard-looking tranny, which gives you a mildly surging stiffy in the process. You take a virtual tour of her former fuckpad palace, share with their manager husband of 50 years in Palm Springs, and think, it's all gaudy, heavy animal print clutter like Trump Tower on Safari. Perfect swishes. The moment you learn Suzanne Summers left three's company to become a nightclub entertainer in Vegas, you're transformed into a jealous Twitter twat feeling like a wannabe rockette with bunions. You contemplate buying a thigh master, but don't feel completely gay in the process while briefly indulging in the fantasy of burying your head between her stretchy, moisty snatch. Then you think, I wouldn't mind eating through Suzanne Summers' spandex sweats to suck up a mouthful of sweaty, scrumptious snatch pie. Eight days a week. Perfect. Swishes. You obsess over Suzanne Summers. Bitching. But how hurt Suzanne Summers was from her first Playboy shoot. How did the photographer screw over Suzanne Summers so badly again? After declining his advances, did the photographer get Suzanne back by photoshopping the moles of his English mother-in-law's neck onto her previously gold ray spewing snatch? Ha! You fixate. On the Playboy journalist, whenever questioning Suzanne's alleged discomfort around her son, discovering naked pictures of mommy 10 years later, positive Suzanne lost sleep over it, like wanting to change places with John Ritter after Three's Company and beyond. I'd ask, who gives a shit about what your son thinks? According to Sigmund Freud, if your son wanted to titty blast your eyes wide shut, you would have caught him licking your thigh master clean already. And cut the bullshit, Suzanne. 
Claiming Suzanne Summers cares about her son's feelings by being raised by the most inhalable, fuckable mom in Palm Springs is like Larry from Three's Company. Claiming to care if your replacement is still fuckable enough to come in with the condom on by Quagmire standards during the last summertime air show at Stewart Airport. You remain competitive with Suzanne Summers and start brainstorming products you can become a spokesperson for that will outsell the thigh master after you become a famous comedian one day. Like hot yoga, naked classes for recent divorcees called Spread Eagles. Suzanne Summers calling her husband the Johnny Carson of Canada for two years. Get your panties in a bunch. Despite that claim not meaning much, considering the fact he never competed against Tom Green for Dice's Funny Man Respect on The Apprentice. Suzanne Summers didn't think the picture of her first Playboy spread was very flattering. Get over yourself, Suzanne. Lois Lane's skeletal shape after Superman blasts through her bust with his x-ray vision. You're not. How did Suzanne Summers' nightclub act in Vegas break all attendance records, second only to Elvis, by singing Raining Men while prancing around on stage to an umbrella resembling her stretch-out snatch beyond repair? I'd slap that umbrella to work every day. It'd be a good way to create breathing room in the subway stop at Christopher Street, down the block from the famed gay bar known throughout the underground gay world as the Cubby Bar Inn. I'm not gay about those blown-up lips on Suzanne Summers. I wouldn't mind her mouth to be my permanent resting place before my rocket launch blast eventually flatlined to death. I can't be too gay if I'm pro-pepperoni-sized nips. You can also argue once a size queen, always a size queen. Would a straight guy contemplate names for Suzanne Summers' poolside reality show in the works co-hosted by her leering, older-than-AIDS husband who's constantly seen in pictures trying to squeeze the tits out of her chest as his Canadian Canuck cock rages against the dying of his light, similar to any other reality show showcasing highly bangable MILFs who boast tits that have withstood the erosions of time better than most, that might as well rename all these reality show-off shows. Good luck keeping me up with my orgasm count, bitch. Perfect swishes, Trent Talker lives. Suzanne Summers was embarrassed by her first Playboy spread. Try scrubbing off the stench of degenerate drunkenness off your soul after you wake up in your daughter's bed after the first night of Hanukkah drenched in your own pee. Fully clothed, thank God. Been off the bourbon ever since. 120 days without beer ever since. Don't knock the stain of shame, bitch. It helps us rise to the occasion to avoid more lushy, Powered playtime consideration. Perfect swishes. Tom Chamber lives. Ha! 20,000 career points. Get him in the fucking hall already. Ha! Perfect swishes. Thank you! Very much.